This is Leslie. And this is Liam, and we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone new to the table to plant that foundational seed on how to grow our wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We are so glad you're here. And today's guest is Jamise of Miss 401k, based in San Francisco, but originally from Chicago. Had to give that shout out. And we're we want to. <laughs> we're so excited to have her on the show because she is a 401k expert. So so excited to have her expertise here. Yeah, Jamise, we wanted to ask you, you know, our podcast is focused on planting the seed to help trade money stress for real happiness. What does happiness mean to you and how are you using finances to get there? Yeah, and thank you both for for having me. Um, So what happiness means to me and how I'm using my finances to get there. So first, I just want to mention I'm 773 out of Chicago, not 312. Oh, no. I blew it. (laughs) <laughs> it's totally fine. Chicago, Chicago, all love. But um, <laughs> all love. <laughs> I've been Ally, having, we're allies. We're allies. Seven oh eight. We'll throw them in there too. Um, <laughs> my friends and I have been having this conversation a lot lately about financial freedom and defining financial freedom and what it means to us. Mm. And I actually um, realized that I've achieved my short-term financial freedom goal and I'm in the process of defining what my longer term one is. So the short term definition of it for me has been having the money that I need to absorb a financial shock. So whether it's my car has parking tickets on it that someone in the family let double um, without me, you know, knowing and now (laughs) I have to pay this unexpected bill or a medical bill that might come up or um, or more re- even more relevant to me is I have a, a job that I would like to walk away from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, a lot of Americans um, live paycheck to paycheck, right? And so really taking that understanding of the, the life of the, an average individual and, and saying, well, I want to be able to not live paycheck to paycheck, have enough money to leave a job if that job is no longer um, good for me and, mm-hmm. and my mental health. And, you know, I'm not at peace there. Just this whole concept of being able to walk away from a job. There are people who cannot imagine that. Um, and like even the concept of um, like a sabbatical, mm-hmm. having enough savings, having enough of your money and your personal finances in order to to do that. I would also say being able to afford to pay for a therapist, right? So yes, it's just really revolving around this mental wellness. Do I have what it takes to maintain my peace and my overall mental wellness? I love that. I you you know I'm the biggest mental health advocate. I think I bring up therapy on almost every episode. So you now you know it's not just Leslie <laughs> who is talking about the importance of that and how that connects to your happiness. So mm-hmm. Denise, congratulations, first of all, on getting to phase one. And I can't yeah. wait to see what phase two looks like for Here's you. Here's the crushing goals. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm so glad we have you on the on the show here because we actually had a submission from one of our listeners around 401ks. And of course, who better to go to than the 401k expert herself? So this listener wrote in, I keep hearing about the traditional versus Roth 
versus after-tax 401k options. How do I know which one is right for me? Jamise, I know you're like writing the book on this right now, but where would you start? How do you even initially start to think about navigating through these options as a 401k expert? Yeah, so as a 401k expert, when I think about the 401k and you have the pre-tax option, the Roth option, and the after-tax option. Um, I think the simplest way to look at it is to just realize that um, the pre-tax option was the option that was originally available Mm -hmm. and just widespread available at most companies, particularly when, as a country, we transition from offering pension plans to individuals as a way to save for retirement. Mm. And then we started offering the 401k. Mm-hmm. So, so when that responsibility shifted from the employer and the company, and it became the responsibility of the individual to prepare for retirement, that's when the 401k came about. And that pre-tax option was primarily available. Mm. Right. And then just historically, right, we continue in time and around the 90s, I believe it was, that's when the um, Roth option in the 401k, it became available, but it wasn't necessarily widely available in all 401k plans. It became available in some. And so the number of 401k plans it's available in has continued to grow over the years. And then I would add um, the after tax in there is sort of this other option that that some folks have, but the thing that makes it so unique is depending upon how much you make, you might not make enough money to ever get to a point where you could um, or would need to save on an an after-tax basis since, and we can talk about this too, you could take advantage of the Roth option before looking into after-tax. So I think it's helpful to just have that historical context and kind of just level set so you don't think, well, why don't I know about this? And um, is the reason that I don't know about this due to some fault of my own? And it's just like, no, the landscape has been changing. Yeah, certainly. I mean, that that historical background is so helpful, um, particularly because a lot of people don't know that background between, you know, the pension and, and then when we started transitioning into really the, it, it being the employee's responsibility and obligation to really track that and be able to continue to manage that. So super helpful there. And one thing that I think you brought up, Jamise, that was super important was just some of the naming around these different types of 401k plans. We talked about traditional in the prompt itself, but you mentioned pre-tax. I think that's a lovely segue into just some clarification on messaging. Traditional, a traditional contribution to a retirement account just means you're putting that money in there pre-tax. And I know Liam and I have gotten this question so many times as coaches. Liam, I wonder, can you help us with the, with the Roth definition as well? Yeah, absolutely. Jamise, you want to start? Yeah, yeah. So um, the Roth definition is uh, just continuing with the, the conversation we we're having before. It might be helpful to mm-hmm. contrast Roth with um, yeah. after tax. So Roth and after tax are both after tax. So Roth, that's the name of it. That's the label is given. But what it means is after tax. And then the difference between Roth and like the after tax, that third bucket that we're talking about is um, 
that when you make a, a Roth contribution, the money you put into your 401k, that's money you would have paid taxes on before it went into your account. And then the benefit of Roth is that the earnings on that money, so the money that that money makes, it grows tax-free. Mm. So when you're in retirement and you go to take the money out of your 401k, let's say you're above age 59 and a half, um, and you're taking money out of your 401k account, you've already paid taxes on the money you put in. And then the money that grew on top of that money that technically you didn't pay taxes on, mm-hmm. you also don't owe taxes on it because as it was growing in the Roth bucket, it was growing on a tax-free basis. Mm-hmm. Right? And then with and- after, oh, go ahead. No, no, keep going. I'm sorry. And then I was going to say with after tax, um, you can make a contribution on an after tax basis and that money will, as it grows, the earnings on that money, the growth, that money will grow on a tax deferred basis so that when you're in retirement, unlike Roth, where you're able to take all the money out and I have to pay taxes on it, you're able to take the money that you set aside in the after-tax bucket out and not pay taxes on it because you already paid taxes. But when you take the earnings out, you have to pay taxes on that because the after-tax earnings don't benefit from a tax-free growth. They have a tax-deferred or pay taxes later growth on them. Mm. Mm. Really, really good points. And and I think it's really, really nice approach there. Jamie's contrasting um, the way I think about a Roth too is is you can only contribute to a Roth for a limited amount of time, right? In a lot of cases, um, so that's why I think a lot of young folks will be faced with this. Okay, do I want to open a Roth? Because you do have restrictions. So if you're and Jimmy's correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're single and your annual income exceeds, I think it's 131,000 currently, right? You can no longer contribute to a Roth. Um, and then the other piece of that, and that's if you're single, if you're married, I know it's a different uh, income level. Mm. Um, Jamise, I'm sure you got all of the numbers down down pat. Um, I think that, what is that number, 190 something for couples? Do you know, Jamise? Yeah, so, we, so I'll actually with- jump in here because I think actually, Liam, you're bringing up such a good point right now. And I don't even know if you're doing it intentionally because – what you might be mentioning are the income limits to be able to contribute to an individual retirement account and or IRA, mm-hmm. which is capped and which many mm-hmm. people do contribute to in addition to a 401k. And you can only do that under a certain income right. level. And many people contribute to that in a Roth format. So the IRA mm-hmm. can be contributed to in many different, you know, formats in relation to taxes. But actually the 401k is one of those accounts where as long as you are with your employer, with any employer that has a 401k plan, you can contribute to that. And so I think a lot of people actually get mixed up when they Mm. hear that word Roth and they're like, oh, but you know, Roth, that means I can only contribute, you know, that $6,000, right? Actually, no. Roth is just the adjective that goes in front of the account type. So the that's a type great- of account, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jamise, did I get that right? Or am I completely butchering this? <laughs> no, you totally got it. And I love the fact that you referred to it as an adjective. That's such a great mm-hmm. way to, to convey that. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so when we talk about, you know, all of these different types of ways to contribute to a 401k, the ways to contribute could be pre-tax or traditional. They could be Roth or they could be after tax. But that just determines, as Jamise has beautifully outlined, where you really pay taxes and what some of those implications might be as you're as you're taking out the earnings of on that account and on those investments. So super glad that we distinguish that here because I think many people, they hear the word Roth and for whatever reason, they think we're talking about a completely different account, but actually right. it's, you can contribute to that 401k in a Roth format as well. Yeah. And I think that what would be helpful for our discussion um, just moving forward is if we let listeners know we're only talking about the 401k today. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. not talking about the IRA because mm -hmm. to your the point, IRA. it is a, a huge point of confusion for a lot of people. And even when I would deliver 401k presentations, folks would have questions about IRAs, but it's so, so important, especially starting out learning this information, that you take it one conversation at a time. Those mm -hmm. conversations being, are we talking about a 401k? as we talk about pre-tax and Roth, or we talk about an IRA, because then you get into these naming nomenclatures and structures that mm -hmm. mean the same thing, but have completely different adjectives that they're using, and that can cause extreme confusion. For sure, yeah. But, wow, I, I feel like we really planted the seed here, and I wanna make sure that our listeners know how the seed could blossom or grow into its own wealth journey. Team, do we have actionable takeaways here to help these seeds become plants? Jamise, you want to start? Yeah, so actionable ways to make these these seeds around, I guess, understanding right the differences mm -hmm. between uh, these three different types of ways to contribute to a 401k. Um, I mean, there are so many different directions you can take it, but I would say um, maybe the most basic one is, is understanding how much you're currently saving in your 401k um, versus what those um, contribution limits are for the year versus um, the general recommended best practice of, of how much you should be saving. And then from there, um, and but we can get into so many details around this, <laughs> deciding right. between um, pre-tax and Roth, um, I would maybe even refer folks to the Miss 401k Instagram page where I have like a mm -hmm. breakdown explaining the difference between pre-tax and Roth. And it's, it's really helpful to, to understand it using a visual more so than it is uh, just like lecture style. So I, I will say that. Yeah. That's such a good point, Jamise, um, and certainly have gained so many nuggets from from that Instagram page. So double plug on that. Um, and for me, team, I, I'll just add that while I am not Miss 401k, I also do have a 401k that I have to navigate. <laughs> and my thought process here is in regards to in retirement, trying to maximize how much money I have in there so that I can have kind of more flexibility down the road. So again, personal decision that I have made for my 401k, I do think about it in the terms of trying to put as much in there as possible. For, and for that reason, I've really navigated and leaned towards the pre-tax otherwise known as the traditional route, because it is more mm -hmm. affordable for me, given I'm early in career, I have a lot of other expenses that are coming up, and I really just don't want to have to pay taxes right now. 
Um, so with that, I would say, you know, leverage some of those resources at your employer if you are trying to make that decision or that election and continue to talk about this. Talk about it with your friends. Talk about it with the Seeds community. Talk about it with Jamise at Miss 401k. That's what we're all here for to help you find the right path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Leslie, really good point. I, I think that's it is recognize that you're contributing to these accounts for a reason. Mm -hmm. You're plan should be to not be touching this money for a long time, right? You're setting mm -hmm. yourself up for the future. Um, so that's what I would think about as you strategize, okay, how can I maximize the amount that I'm putting in right now so it can then compound and hopefully in, you know, whatever it is, 20, 30, 40 years, mm -hmm. when you take it out, it's, it's really optimized the investment. Um, but but I'm sad to wrap this topic for now. I mean, I, I, I do want to take a moment to celebrate an incredible real growth moment from another one of our listeners. This one Hello. coming from Zach. Yeah, Zach down in Virginia. Hey, Zach. And <laughs> Zach actually wrote this one in early this year. We've been kind of saving it for a an episode around um, retirement accounts and 401ks. Um, but Zach actually contributed last year and maxed out his 401k contribution, um, which was something that he had gone back and forth on, do I have enough to spend versus what I want to save? But he felt extremely accomplished when that first week of December came and he had maxed it out for the year to uh, the limit. So cheers to Zach. Um, that's awesome that he's doing that. And, and Zach is 26 years old. So at that age too, with the amount of compounding that's ahead, um, really impressive real growth moment there, Zach. Wow. Congrats to you, Zach, uh, to everyone else trying to max out your 401ks. You've got this. And honestly, we love bringing up these stories because we know it's not just Zach. It's not just Jamise. It's not just me and Liam here that are beginning our wealth journey and seeking happiness in real time. So listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to continue hearing about your challenges and your growth moments. Yes. Glad you mentioned that. Go to the link in our Seeds podcast description or DM us on Instagram or Twitter to share your experiences with us. We'd love to help you achieve your goals and celebrate you when you do. Absolutely. Cannot wait to be part of that journey. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to Seeds to stay up to date with our community as we collectively pursue happiness. And lastly, huge shout out to Jamise Wang on the topic of 401ks. Jamise, we always love chatting with you. Where can listeners follow up with you and keep up with your journey? Definitely. And thank you both for, for having me. It's been a pleasure uh, sharing my experience with uh, your audience. But if folks wanted to follow up with me and get in touch, they can follow me on Instagram at Miss401k. And that's M-I-S-S-401k on Instagram. And I also have a link in my bio for folks to sign up for coaching sessions if they're interested in taking that general knowledge and best practice information that I provide and figuring out how to best apply it to their personal situations. Amazing. Nice. Thank Thanks, you Jamise. so, so much for weighing in here. I, I had not completely understood the after-tax Roth distinction, so I'm so glad we got there today. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> All thanks to Jamise. In the meantime, listeners, thanks so much for being with us. Go win the rest of your week. Signing off for now. Signing off for now. <laughs> <laughs>